Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. You see the light green area, the entire activity back quite a ways would stay. And the reason that that light green area, that, that area is that narrow is because that represents how long I'm in this trade. This is a 14 day trade. We're talking about May 21st options here. So 14 days to expiration. So this only goes back 14 days, right? So that's how much time oh. moving forward I have to consider. Right? I like that. That's right? cool. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we've got two of my favorite guests back. We've got uh, Rance Mashek and Chris Mercer from uh, marketgear.com. And before we get too deep into it, if you want to start your own Market Gear membership, make sure you head to marketgear.com slash Chris Ewell. That's C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L. That's me. And there you'll get two weeks free and 50% off your first month of Market Gear. So guys, thanks for coming back on the show today. Glad Absolutely. to be here. So we are going to be talking about iron condors. Now I have a love-hate relationship with iron condors because uh, at one point in time, I thought that this was like the options trade to make. And little did I learn that there has to be a right scenario <laughs> where the iron condors work. And I was not in that right scenario. <laughs> so guys, Can we ask what you were, what, what, what were you doing to get in? Do you mind me asking that? If, oh uh, yeah. I was uh, like any just random day that ended in Y and the market was open. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should sell iron condors. That's what I was doing. There was no strategy okay. behind this. Uh, Rance, I am the most open book about the fact that I sucked and could not make money for the first several years of trading. So I love sharing that with people. Cause I remember specifically, there was one day I was on a business trip. I was making these trades for my iPad. I pulled up my iPad. I was like, Hey, I've got some capital to work with. Why not? So I put on like eight iron condors. Like I said, literally thought that this was the way to go. Didn't matter if it goes up, if it goes down, if it goes sideways, you win all the time. Don't worry about it. And by the time like those eight came off, I think seven of them were full losers. And the one that you know won probably made like eight bucks. And uh, yeah, so like I said, I have a very 
love hate relationship with them or probably more hate than love but it's all my fault i gotta say every time i bring this up it's not the iron condor's fault it's all my fault well you know there's a there's a list of tools you know there's a list of tools in in options trading and it really does matter how you you know use the tool like one of the things we, we were we were talking about this um we were talking about straddles several weeks ago and you were talking about were you talking about short straddles or long straddles? i said long straddles around earnings and you're a women that didn't and it, that didn't make sense to you because of what your experience was so what we we're talking about is like how do you find the right ones right so you know number one does it tend to you know you're not going to do this on you know you're not going to play a straddle play on um uh uh, you know, Pfizer or, you know, some conglomerate, right. You, you know, you, on an Amazon or on, you know, something that has a high tendency to, to have a driving move around earnings, different story, right. So it's how you find that kind of, uh, of opportunity. And, and the other one we talked about was when you get in where the volatility is, right. Cause the volatility is too high. Same thing here with condors, right. It's the same thing here with an iron condor. It's what's the right scenario. And that's one of the things we're going to look forward to talking with about today and go through a little bit of a, couple scenarios on it and see um, if we can find some things that are interesting. So, yeah, well, take it away from here. I'm going to, I'll let you go from there, but, but first let's just describe it real quick. So an iron condor is where you're going to sell an out of the money put spread combined with an out of the money call spread. You can put these at whatever distance you want out of the money. Some can be closer, some can be farther. And basically you're boxing in the trade. The idea is for the trade to not move too much in either direction up or down it can go sideways and when i first put these on it was it was explained to me like oil or gas prices right let's say if gas is two dollars today basically you're saying i don't think it's going to go below a dollar fifty but i don't think it's going to go above two dollars fifty so as long as it stays between a dollar fifty and two fifty you're going to win on the trade at expiration and while that may be true with gas prices, these stocks that I used it on had a lot more movement than I had expected. So, um, yeah, Rance, take it from there. All right. So, uh, you know, just as, as we just, I'm going to jump into a um, quick, uh, uh, wait a minute, there we go, uh, a couple PowerPoint slides just to help uh, uh, drive us home a little bit. And uh, now you mentioned, uh, so by the way, as I, as I do this, just a little comment here. We're going to be using real market stuff here. I don't want things. This is educational. This is not to be construed as a recommendation for a specific trade. Uh, and that standard disclaimer there, we uh, we do, but uh, we want to get into this. Now you actually, you, you brought up, uh, um, uh, I'm going to change my direction here on my slide a little bit. You brought up that you're putting on both, um, you know, credit spread, call credit spread, uh, a put credit spread at the same time, which is an absolute accurate way to describe it. Um, uh, it wasn't what I had in my, my slide here. So, so just to share it another, uh, another way, ah, okay. uh, right. It, it basically, I'm going to sell, um, slightly out of the money call and put, right. So if you think about it this way, if I'm just selling a call option, uh, don't own the stock, right? Not a covered call, just selling a call option. Um, what do I want the stock to do? I want the stock to stay where it is or go down. If I sell a put, I want the stock to stay where it is or go up. Well, when you sell both of it, you want it to stay where it is. But what we can do is we can work that range, right? Uh, on how, mu- how, how wide we want that to be. Between, what I, between the two strikes I sell, between the call and the put that I sell. But then what we do, so you can be in a naked straddle or a naked strangle. That would actually be if I'm not, if I'm not at the money, I'm doing a slightly out of the money. Um, 
And yeah, you know, you can make money on those and people do. The challenge is if the stock moves too much on you in either direction, you have an unlimited risk on the call side, technically not an unlimited risk on a put side because stock won't go below zero, but you know, still a massive amount of risk. And uh, what we do is we go out and we buy the, the outer sides of those as a form of protection so that uh, we don't have that risk, right? That's what we're trying. That's another way to say it, but it's exactly correct. You're doing a call spread on one side, a put spread on the other side, um, uh, credit spreads in both cases, and you end up in that same type of thing. Now, what um, uh, there's a couple things to how you structure these. It's kind of important. Uh, so uh, let me just uh, make a, a little another mention on this, then I'm gonna bring up a risk graph and show a little bit of this. Um, Basically, this is a protected way to be able to sell volatility. Um, and if volatility drops, you're going to make money uh, on the drop of volatility. It is generally thought of as an expiration trade, which I agree. It's, you know, you're generally going to write it out to expiration. The only time I'd get out early on something like that is if things don't go well for you. Right. If it's, you know, if, if you're riding in a range and it breaks outside of that range, um, you know, if you ride it to expiration, you're going to get 100%. Um, loss if you, uh, you know, if, which by the way, 100% loss on the spread could mean more than 100% loss on what you took in in the trade. We'll see that in just yes, a second. Absolutely. Uh, right? Yep. You know, because I could take in, I could have a $5 spread, take in a $2 credit. So uh, I, I got, I got, three dollars at risk in that situation, right? So you got uh, more at risk than you, than, than you're taking in. So, um, so you just really want to watch that. Now, a couple things about this. It is a great way to generate cash flow and it defines your risk in the trade. And, you know, you have to manage that, make sure that you're comfortable with that and, and work that appropriately. One of the cool things about this is it can generate um, a pretty strong, uh, we call it uh, TVI or time value index. What time value index is, is really the same thing as what would that trade be if annualized? But if I bring in, you know, 50% in a month, that doesn't mean I'm going to bring in 600% in a year. Now that would be the TVI number would be 600%. Uh, but the, but the reality is you're not going to do that. So we don't like to call it, well, that's an annualized return of this because that's a, kind of a little bit of a false sense of that. So we call it time value index. Uh, but, uh, but it does generate a nice cash flow for a really sh relatively short period of time. Mm -hmm. So I think the best way to really do this is let's, let's, you know, jump in and look at one real quick. Um, I happen to have up, I mean, this isn't the, for those who are watching, this is the market platform. I actually went straight into our strategies, into our, uh, uh, condors here. And so, uh, so Rance, go back real quick. I, I just want to see what steps you took to get there. I'm going to okay. have it up on my other screen so I can follow All right. along. So if I'm from the home screen, right from the home screen, I'm going to go into find scans. Okay. And then when I go into find scans, you'll be on this page when you first come in, right? Yeah. I'm going to go to strategies and then I'm going to click on the condors and butterflies one. Okay. And then there's a candidates and there's ones that's, uh, that's actually calculated out. So uh, the candidates are, you know, it's a great list of ones that are kind of stagnated. In fact, just to show you this really fast, because I think this is an important piece to, uh, to consider as you're doing this. If you look at the, tr the stocks ooh, here. Ooh, ooh. Okay. I want to talk okay. about this one because Chevron is at the top of your list and I'm long Chevron right now, hoping for it to go up. So what well, constitutes the the credit or the the not credit but the uh candidacy of this the candidacy yeah, yeah. Exactly. candidacy of it well um so if you notice here there is a uh there's definitely a 
a potential resistance up here. Uh, if I let me just go into where do you how here. do you shift it to the chart? Because I've still got it just as a list. Ah, great question. Um, so if I uh, go back to my uh, scan here, over here on the top right hand side, you'll see a you'll see four little squares. Oh, okay. Right. That four little Boom. squares is select the tile view, right? And then the other, when you do that, now it shows a little lines to switch it back to a list view. Oh, okay. Um, right. So this is the, the candidate list. And I, I'm going to tell you that uh, what, what will happen is th these can work. You know, there's a lot here that can work, but um, I actually do like the, the ones that we, the, and we're going to go back to that in just a second, the actual ones that this, that we found through our system, which is only five of the 28 right uh right now uh and the reason for that is that we cherry pick it right we want you know we want really good stuff um yeah, of, of sure. those uh but if you look at this you know there's a uh you know a level of resistance. let me go back to the chart um and so if you look at the chart here you know there's some resistance that we expect up here um i will tell you that the, you know this is definitely it broke out from another level of resistance here so you know that may be part of why it's like oh you know maybe it's in it maybe it's not right you know it's a candidate but weigh weigh it out i'd want to make sure if i did this that i could at least that i could cover this up to this risk point right um hmm. up, up to excuse me up to this uh, resistance point um you know and then if it broke through that i'd be looking to get out right. uh, so i'd want a pretty wide move on this if we're going to do it and um that's something that we really need you know you need to watch uh if we were to get in uh to that one um but you know I, just I can... looking at this historically you go back to that that high there which was um march 12th and march yep yep so yep. from march to now it's been between 100 and 110. So if you had sold a $10 wide yep. iron condor, yep. you'd have been be great. In good shape. It would have been be a total winner right there. Yep. Yeah. And that's so that's correct. a great example of, of, you know, it may go up and down in the meantime, but if it stays between your strikes, then you'd be all right. You're, you're, you're going to be fine. Right. So, um, and, uh, J just as a, a first step here, let me, uh, what I'd like to do is, is go to the, the cherry picked ones, right? So, uh, and then we can look at, we could actually look at Chevron if we want to on this too, if we take a look here. But now one of the things I, I like about this view um, is that, you know, these are three month charts. What we want, some, what we want is something that's going to be stagnant. And you can see, you know, these are not, I mean, while this looks like this is trending up, mind you that from down here to, you know, th th this is from 28 to 34, this is not a, a big number, right? So even though this looks like it's trending up, it's in a pretty narrow range. Um, you know, same with all of these. So I, the one here that looks to me like the best cherry pick of all of them is uh, uh, VRTX, right? Uh, uh, Vertex Pharmaceuticals. I mean, it's just really nicely in a range. So let's just take a look at that one for just a second. And I'm gonna go straight on over to the options page on this, see what we got. So what, we're, what we have here is um, the this is a 200, oh, uh, 210. It's already filled in everything for, everything the, for, for the trade. That's cool. Everything for you, right? And by the way, even has done a uh, a calculation to work between the bid-ask spread and all that for you, right? So so what we're doing here is we're selling the uh, the 200, 210 position. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said 200, 210. I'm sorry. My mistake. We're selling the $200 uh, put and we're selling the 22, 50. Yeah, 210. Call. 
You said 200. It's 210. You're selling the 210. I'm sitting there pointing to it on the screen <laughs> and saying the wrong number. Thank it's you very two, much. It's the 210s and the 220, 220-250s. That's like, that's like me pushing my button on my mic to mute it and screaming to an employee. <laughs> in that, right? that, that, I'm doing really well with that today. Yeah, so the 210-220-250. So I have, between my buy and sell here, I've got literally $12.50 range on that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go out further and we're going to buy. And in this case, we're going out another $10 on each of these. So from the 200 uh, on the low side on the calls, on the puts, puts, and on the high side, the, uh, the 230, 250. So each of those, and by the way, the way this is generally thought of is the center strikes are considered the body and the outer strikes are considered the wing. So the body is wide. It's a, you know, a 1250 wide body. And my wings are only $10 wings, right? The 10, and they have to be the same distance on both sides, right? The, the, if between the center can be whatever you can stretch that as much as you can and make it work. But then whatever I, the buy sell spread on one side needs to be equal to the buy sell spread on the other side. So in other words, on my puts, I've got between 200 to 10, $10 spread on the calls. 220, 250 to 230, 250, again, $10 spread. So those need to be the same. And you can see here what, what we're looking at on this. And this is, I think this is really interesting because this, if it's, and, and notice the room I have here on the chart for this to, to stay, right? And if it just stays within that range, uh, now, uh, you know, just for people that are, that are watching us here to see this, let me just show you this here. Uh, you see the light green area, the entire activity back quite a ways would stay. And the reason that that light green area, that, that area is that narrow is because that represents how long I'm in this trade. This is a 14 day trade. We're talking about May 21st options here. So 14 days to expiration. So this only goes back 14 days, right? So that's how much time oh. moving forward I have to consider. Right? I like that. That's right? cool. And so, but if you look at this, it's been that way all the way back since February, right? February 3rd, from February 3rd today, it's literally been in that range that whole time. And all we're looking for is another 14 days. I really like how it's like a backward look at how this is performed. That's really cool. I didn't notice that before. Yep. And, and, and by the way, if I, you know, if I, if I change my timeline here, I don't want to do that because it'll, it'll shift what the, the trade setup is. But if I change my timeline here, um, you'll see this would be bigger or smaller based on whatever I have. So it just gives you a nice little reference point. You know, Chris, here's the thing. We know that past performance is not always indicative of future results, but we all look at it, right? We yeah. all look at the chart on what happened to what we think is going to happen. And so we just help you out with that and give you a little bit of a time frame there. So in this particular trade, um, if, I, uh, uh, if, if this stays within that range, um, I am taking in a uh, $3.98 credit which is uh, $398 on a one lot uh, trade. And we'll stay on a one lot for discussion here for a moment. Now, what's my risk? The way the risk is calculated, it's between your buy and sell strikes. Now, remember we were buy and sell strike here on the put side was $10 spread between 200 and 210. The buy sell on this, uh, on the call side was again, 220, 250, 230, 250, still $10. So your buy sell spread, $10 minus your credit, of for round numbers, let's call it four for just a second, $4. So I have $10 spread, $4 credit. That means my risk is $6, right? In this case, it's actually 602 because it's not quite there. So 602 is my risk. So $602. So here's the thing. If it stays in that range and it's been in since February 2nd for another 14 days, 
I make $398 on $602 of risk or a 66% return on risk in two weeks. That makes a lot of sense. And I really like the fact that the platform like cherry picked this and, yep. and it did that because like you were saying back to like February 2nd, a trade like this would do really well. So this is cool. So, like so what it's going to do to cherry pick, by the way, is it looks at where uh, now, in fact, let me just bring this up here. Here is, uh, let me get rid of this. So this is the, the area charts, the stock chart. I'm going to get just hide that from it so it's easier to see here. The blue line here is the implied volatility. The green line is the uh, historic volatility. In other words, the green line is the stock's behavior. The blue line is the anticipation of that. Well, if the stock is down here and the and this is up here and it's already in a downward trend, the odds are that it's, you know, unless some, there's not a driving thing because the other thing this does is it makes sure there's not an upcoming earnings report or something like that that could cause a driving move on it. So, you know, the, the odds are this is probably going to move down closer to uh, the HV, at, at least closer to that red line, which is the one-year uh, low of the uh, of the implied volatility. And so, you know, we, we've got a pretty good setup here. And it, the other thing it looks at is what the option prices are and does the math work uh, to have a decent return and, and uh, you know, so on on this. So, uh, so right now, in this particular case, if the stock just stays, by the way, I, notice I said between the strikes of 210 and 222.50, but I actually have more room than that. And I can go through all the math of the calculations, but it actually uh, does it for you right down here. My break-even point on the low side would be 206, right? Now it's at 214. So it gives me a little bit of room there to move, right? So mm -hmm. down to 206, an $8 downside move. Uh, and on the upside here, uh, it's 226.48, right? So uh, right now it's again, 214. It's got a 12, it could move up as much as $12 and I'm still going to make money on this. Move down as much as $8 and I'm still going to make money on this. And it only has to stay within that range in the next eight days. And, and Rams, can you go, <clears throat> go back to the original scan under the fine real quick? Because you mentioned something I think that's really important here, which is, you know, obviously when you're doing one of these types of trades, what don't you want? Well, you don't want the stock to move. What can cause a stock to move? Uh, earnings is a great example. Yeah. If you go to the actual strategy, right, and it lists here some of the, there, there's more criteria than this, oh, but notice cool. how it even says no upcoming earnings report. That's part of what goes into this scan to make sure that you're not going to get hit with earnings in the middle of your Condor trade. So we, we, we already filtered that out Smart. when we're looking through all the stocks. So we want to make sure that's got reasonable. Now we, we've put in here reasonable volume, but the reality is we look at both stock volume and options volume because uh, right, if you don't have decent liquidity, what happens is bid ask spreads get too wide, right? Things like that happen, right? So uh, we want to make sure that you know that that you've got the right kind of volume to do this. No upcoming coming reports, the right volatility situation, um, the uh, you know the the uh, the stock price is within it's like one month high low range uh stagnant stochastics <clears throat> you know there's all these different things that it does uh we want to make sure we have at least a 20 percent, and i'm a lot i i generally want a, a bit more than that um uh return on my risk i'm you know that's our threshold on it i'm usually looking for about 30 percent minimum this one's 66 percent return on risk so uh you know it, that's the uh, uh you know the 
the, the situation in there. So, and if you look at, you know, again, this is going through all of these, these criteria to come up with this, comes up with this particular trade. Uh, we, we already looked at the volatility. We've looked at that. Now, one of the things that's kind of cool here too, is if I hit the trade button, I can go and um, uh, actually, I want to be in an account that I can actually trade that, that accounts a, a, a logging account. That's like, for if I want to log a trade that I'm like not if you're out in the doing. forest and you're cutting down well, trees. Yeah, that's logging. Yep. Yep. It's actually, if it's an account that you have, if you have an account at a brokerage firm, that's not supported by our platform, because we connect to a lot of different brokers. But if you have an account that's not supported by the platform, you can still log your trades here and track them in the process. That's what that's about. So, uh, so I'm going to click this, I'm going to hit the trade button, but I'm not going to actually do the trade. I'm going to stage the trade. The reason I want to do that now is if I go over to my chart, I can see how this is going to play out on the chart Ooh, even longer. Show me how you did records. that. All I just, right. all I did was I, um, uh, I, I went in here and clicked the trade button. And when I come down here and you, you click the review to actually trade it, right? Uh, right next to that's a stage button. And if I stage that trade instead of actually execute it, it'll put it in my staged orders. So right there it is, right? Here's that trade. So it's in my staged orders. And now if I go look at the chart, it's going to show up with these lines on, um, uh, you know, on here for me. Now, the cool thing about this too is I've already done my analysis on that page, right? In fact, one of the great things about staged orders is, you know, generally speaking, you're going to run out of uh, money before you run out of opportunities, right? So you can go do a bunch of research. Oh, I like this trade. I like this trade. I like this trade. And you stage them and then cherry pick off the ones that you've staged to which ones you actually want to execute. So it's kind of a cool way to do that. But if I have a staged trader, now, now the thing about this is look at it. Literally, you're seeing that other than just a couple little ah, days there, you're back here, literally all the way back to February. And then just look at this. If you looked at before that, look at how long this was stagnant, right? Look at how long this was stagnant, right? So this is not a stock that tends to, uh, to take off too much. And then this was an that event. That is thing. super cool. So, so earlier we were showing the, uh, the look back period over 14 days, which would be the life of the trade. Right. But now we're going just like as far as you want on the chart to see how this would look. Yep. That is really cool. And then by the way, now I've had, you know, I've already done my, my analysis on the numbers and pricing and all that. And I staged it. So now if I, I come in here and I look at this and I see how this is playing out, um, I go, oh yeah, this makes sense to do. I don't, all I have to do is hit the trade button right here. Right. If I have a stage trade, the trade button only shows up if you're in a position that you could close or if you have a stage trade that you could execute. And so if I click that, what will happen is it'll bring up the trade button. It'll bring up the trade ticket. You'll see everything filled in exactly like it was. You're seeing that 398 price, exactly like we talked about. Now I decide I want to do that. I'm going to go ahead and hit that button and uh, we'll go ahead and place that trade. Again, this is an educational example, but uh, just sharing that with you, All right? So now I have that trade. And then as soon as I do that, now I notice this. Now it shows up instead of those dots, that those dots mean it was staged. Now it shows up as dashes, meaning that it's a working order for me. It's actually uh, been placed with the brokerage and it's working. And then as soon as that fills, those dashed lines turn into solid lines and that will stay there until I close the trade. So I always have this reference 
Every time I come back to this chart until I close out this trade, I'm going to have these lines as reference points for me to be able to keep an eye on what it's doing, right? Because if it starts to, you know, if it starts to break out of those, you know, those red lines, then the red lines are the strike prices. That's not my break even point. It's the strike price. So if it starts to break out of that, I'm going to probably want to make a move. So even if I did it back in here, this may not have been a loss. It may have just been really close to break even. Um, but, uh, you know, it just gives me a, a nice visual to kind of watch through that, um, through the life of the trade to make sure that, uh, you know, it's staying within the bounds that I, uh, I hope it stays within. So, um, so what we just did was we, again, we, we went out of the money and sold a call and a put, and then we went a little bit further out of the money and uh, we bought those. And so just to uh, illustrate this one more, a little bit um, uh, different, I'm going to take ADP and I'm going to play with it instead of uh, staying with exactly what it said here. All right. And I, so, I'm going to, I'm going to do it with you so I can okay. learn how to do it. And, and there's something about this one. I kind of liked um, the other one needed that the numbers to, to work because of uh, the strikes availability and all that, but there's something I want you to notice here. So I just hit ADP came into the options page and you'll see the trade. And in this particular case, yeah. um, now I'm going to tell you something. I, I, this is one of those that it's a scan. So it's still, it's not a do it for you. It's a scan. So it's a good starting point. And a lot of times they're great points to work with, but you want to look at this. And I'm looking at this trade and I'm saying, you know what? I'd like this to be a little bit, I, I want a little bit more room for it to move up. It's been tickling that a couple of times now. You see that right there? I do, uh, yeah. And so um, let me go big on it real quick here, right? So you see that where it's just a little close. In fact, yesterday, this morning when it opened, it was actually into that range. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want that to, I want a little more room to work there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this entire trade and roll it up. Um, and the, uh, so now you'll see it's got like nicely right in that range now. Uh, and all I did was just hit the roll up button. Now, the thing about this is you got to watch your prices here because um, what that warning that came up with, if you look at the natural, the natural on this is not great. It's a, a 30 cent debit to 30 cent credit. So you probably, you know, again, it's one of the things that the system does in trying to figure out the right position for this. Um, you know, in this particular, actually, let me go back. But it's, uh, I it think also, it's because your calls and puts are the same. Yeah, strikes. The, the strikes are the, the strikes are the same. Uh, that's what okay, that's what it did. That's what happened there. All right, let me go back to it in the original. Um, okay, all right. So that that's that makes sense, right? So so I can manually adjust. I can roll it. There's other ways to do this, but what, here's what I want you to notice here. So if I look at this, the 97, the, the upside of this is a little bit disturbing to me, right? So I'm, I'd like a little bit more room on the upside. Well, I can do that manually too. I can take this 82.50 to 95. Let's take that 95 and let's take it up um, uh, a little bit higher here to the, let's say 95. If I take that to the 100, um, oh, I'm sorry, 195. I was like, uh, the 95, let's go up to the, let's go up to 97.50. All right. So 97.50. Now I just gave myself more room, but it did change my, my gains here to like, you know, 19%. Well, I said, I want a minimum of 20. I try to target more than that. Well, I can change that a little bit in my price uh, by just using my slider here. And now, you know, now I'm at that, my 30% target. Now that might be a little aggressive in the bid ask spread, but so if it comes to me, it comes mm -hmm. to me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. 
Right. So if I get filled, I get filled. If I don't, and I'm filled at 30% uh, uh, reward capability on this. And again, I'm in two weeks and now I've given it, given it a little bit more upside uh, range to do to, to work. So the thing that I want people to really get in this is that you want your body to be as wide as possible. The, well, the two center strikes. Maybe, maybe when it comes to this, I don't want my body. I'm working right now and trying to drop that one down, but you know, the, the condor body you want here, here's what you want. you want your condor to have a big body and little tiny wings, right? That's what you want. It, it, ideally, because the wings, the difference between what you buy and you sell, it, it, that's your risk factor in this, right? It, it's, you know, it, it, that's your risk minus your credit, whatever your credit offsets the risk. But in this case, eight, 180 to 182.50, I have a $2 and 50 cent wing and I have a $15 body, right? Does it, you follow me? I got this oh, yeah. wide, wide range for, for the stock to be able to move in and the the my risk factor the tighter the 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 between the price you bought and sold um and again the the distance between what you bought and sold on the put side and the call side are going to be the same right in this case two dollars fifty cents you want that to be as as narrow as possible and you want the body part the center strikes that you're selling to be as wide as possible that's going to help increase your odds and at the same time reduce your risk and so uh you know, that, that, that's really what you want to try to go for there. And again, you want something that has a, uh, you know, a strong probability of staying within the range. You know, this had a, you know, look, this had a run up. What's the, you know, and it, the, if you look at, let's, let's go again, let's do that same thing. Let's go hit that trade button and stage it. So we can see this over more time on the chart than that little sliver that it has to stay within. I mean, you know, Still, even with that run up and drop down, you know, this is this is nicely within that range. It's showing a point of resistance. Um, and again, my bait break even is a little bit above that red line there. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you look at this, it had that run, you know, it had a run up pause, the run up, you know, pause. Right. So, I, you know, is this you know, it's just a good trade, you know, we'll find out in two weeks, right? You know? yeah. But but the if you look at the stock's behavior, um, it's within, and, and by the way, this is payroll company. This is ADP. Um, this isn't like a high-tech stock that could go, you know, this isn't like uh, some news on Tesla that's going to make it fly. Uh, Teslas can fly? Well, well, one one has proven that it can. It, yeah. it, it took a big rocket strap to it to make it happen, but they did send one up to space. So. Yeah. Um, uh, the, <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you probably saw that yesterday he landed the big one for the first time with that. Oh, that's good. Up. It didn't blow up this time. Yep. Didn't blow up this didn't time. Blow up. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, he considered it a failure though, because one of the tiles, one of the heat tiles fell off, but it, it, it stayed together. But, uh, but anyway, the, uh, you know, that, so that's my range thing again. And again, I'm over here, I'm looking at it. I've got that longer term range, you know, uh, and I could leave this here while I go search some other ones and so on. And then when I'm ready to come back in here and just hit that trade button, ready to place that trade and fire it off and, and get that one done too. So, um, uh, so that's the, uh, a uh, little bit about the the iron condor and some of the benefits here of uh, doing it in market gear is you know that it helps you find them quicker and cherry pick them and you know yeah. all that stuff. Uh, um, but I got I got one more thing too. I always yep. like to 
I always like to, to hit Chris with a curveball right before we wrap these things up. So let me give you one little feature and rants don't click on anything yet, but okay. <laughs> okay, Chris. So what did, what did we do here? Let's just, let's take the VRTX trade or this one, either one. Uh, what did we do here? We did two things really. We obviously placed an iron condor. We know that, right? And we also got the original trade idea from a scan, one of yes. the set scans. Rance, could you pick either trade, please, and go into the journal for uh, either one of them that you've placed? There's right. your iron so, condor. So here's yeah. the iron condor. We just put, and it's in the journal, right? So it shows you exactly what it is, right? And this is a, it says live. As soon as it fills, it'll say open. But Look, look at the hashtags. Right? So it identified that it's oh, an iron wow. condor. And it identified that it came to us from the iron condor stagnant channel scan. That's really cool. So now I love you how it like automatically does this kind of stuff. That, that's really useful. Right. So now if you try to run, you know, as you get uh, going and you try to run a couple of these over time, and obviously you're probably doing some other things too in the market, these will all be tagged and you can literally go back and just see the bulk of them in one line here on the right. It'll say there's the iron condors he's run, but also anything that's come up in that scan since it hasn't, it hasn't executed yet, it's not showing here, but once it executes, it'll show you all the trades you've done from that scan. So you can see whether or not you're making money from the scan that we've developed. Nice. And so I happen to be on one of my demo systems here. So I need a little more time to show you the a little better uh, uh, result on some of this. But if you look at this, uh, you know, and again, I don't have, I don't think a lot of the condors on this. Oh, there you go. You there got you one go. right there. Yeah. Right there. No, it's not one. Iron condor stagnant channel, 16. Oh, that's uh, the category. Trades, okay. Right. That's the category, right. It, for, from the scan. From, specifically from the scan. Um, now, if you look at this, I've got my iron condor and I've got my iron condor stagnant channel. So the iron condor, just how many iron condors I did, right? So I did 28 iron condors um, and I made on average $840 per condor. And for almost everything we do here, because we use this for educational, all that, we're doing single lot trades, right? Because I don't want to go show somebody a $6,000 risk trade. I'm doing a $600 risk trade, right? So so $840 on average uh, profit on this. I've done 28 of them. I've won 64% of the time uh, in my average time in trades, uh, uh, 49 days. Here my, uh, in my Iron Condor stagnant channel, here I've done uh, 16 of those with an average profit of 1400 right? So 62% um, winners on that one. So um, the... Uh, uh, now I'm gonna tell you 68 days in this, which is usually not how long we're in those. The reason I, that that's coming into play was there was a, uh, there's been a couple of times in Iron Condor that between the spreads, I realize I'm going to have the stock put to me and I don't mind doing it because what's if it's between the spread, that means it broke a resistance, right? right. Especially on the upside. So if I have the stock put to me, I've got it a little bit of a discount anyway, and now I can continue to ride it higher if it broke through that resistance, right? So that that's that's why that happens. Now that's a little bit more. You follow what I'm saying there? I don't know if I, I don't want to confuse oh, absolutely. your listeners. Yeah. Yep. You know, and uh, and it's just one of those things that you know, j just for uh, uh, for our listeners here to follow that for just a second. Um, oh, by the way, look at this. I was filled. Remember that was those were dashed lines across the screen yeah. before. Now they're solid lines. That means I got filled in the trade. Right, because now I'm in the trade. So, but so here's what happens: you know, if, if this thing, if this thing were to break out, were to do something, if I want to stay in it, I can stay in it, um, even though it may have been something I might have normally wanted to consider uh, uh, bailing on. I can assess that and either get out if it's not working, or 
if it's something that can work for me, I might want to, you know, might want to hang with it. So that gives you the ability to do that. So that's a little bit on the iron condor. I, I we, we went into a little bit of, of more detail on the screen here for it. But, um, you know, again, what this does is it does, you know, it generates cash flow. And, it, you know, when you're talking about the two we looked at were both 14 day trades. And in 14 day trades, we were looking at, um, you know, 30%, 60% returns in two weeks. Right. Well, so, my biggest takeaway from this is the the look back period, because mm -hmm. I mean, that seems really intuitive, right? If you're looking to put on a 14 day trade, just look backwards 14 days and say, does this trade make sense? Right. And anybody can right. do that on any platform. But it's the fact that like on here, it's just automatic and it does that. And right. I probably could have used that <laughs> earlier well, in my life. I probably you know, could have used that a lot. And by the way, we're showing this. This is, uh, I, I just came in uh, without from a scan. It just defaults to under 30 days, right? So it's 28 days in this one versus from a, a scan where it's doing all that math for you. But if you just look at this, if I want to go, uh, you know, it's going to give me all these warnings because of uh, it's saying this isn't a good one. But like, you know, now I'm at 42 days, not something I do, but you can see how far back that goes on the, on the chart. And what we were looking at earlier was, uh, you know, a 14 day. And in the 14 day, uh, we were talking about, I see, I went and I clicked that a few times, so I got to keep pulling it in. Uh, in that 14 day, you can see as I'm doing that every time I do that, this got narrower, right? And so now we're in that uh, that 14 day trade, and um, and so you know that makes a you know makes it work a lot better on this. So uh, so that's what it is. It's really handy to have that back here, so you can see exactly what you know have that reference point of uh, where you need it to stay. And again, that little staging thing drives it over to the chart, so you can look at it over a, a longer period and all that. Uh, uh, you know, also on the chart, you can have your HVIV down there at the bottom and look at that as well. Uh, so you can you know get a little better assessment if you want to. But um, you know, the, the thing about this is, you know, we make it a lot easier in the platform. I mean, I've, you know, people ask me, well, how do you find these? I, I click a couple buttons and, <laughs> uh, but, but I don't, I don't you know. Let's just talk about that for a moment. So people can, uh, uh, you know, have a little bit of idea what to do here on it. Um, you generally, you know, if you look at stochastics, stochastics is an oscillator, right? So if it's, if it's, if it's tending to, to oscillate within that range, you know, if it's the tighter it is, it's going to be a lot narrower on your uh, stochastics. You know, you don't want stochastics that are that are hitting overbought oversold you know you don't want those wide swings you want them to kind of stay in a narrow range that's one of the that's one of the uh indicators i would use here on this and the other thing is you know look at where your support resistances are because if it's tending to bounce within those over a, a recent period of time um and you have those support resistances there that's going to have a uh, you know, trouble getting through, that's exactly what you want. You want it to have it trouble going up or down, right? You know, just right in yeah. that range. And those are, those are two things that I'm going to do technically to help isolate that besides some of the other things that this will look at. Um, and, you know, and then consider what you're in, you know, just be, be careful. Don't go, you know, make sure you know when the next earnings report is, by the way, this is a great thing to do right after. Now I know people that will do it coming into earnings because the volatility is so high. Mm -hmm. um, I, mm -hmm. I have not been super successful with that because I'm picking ones that I don't think are going to move and they end up moving on me. What I'd rather do is, uh, I mean, just That's like exactly what, what I've done in the past. Right? Yep. So, so, but if you wait till the report comes out and then what's going to happen is the volatility is going to drop and then it's going to bleed off over several days. So if you get in right after it's like, oh, and it didn't really move, right. It didn't have a pop one way or the other. So kind of boring into earnings. 
um, that can be a great time to get in too. Because now the news is already out. You don't have a driving force, right? If it's popped, that's not necessarily a good time to get in because you don't know how the market's going to continue to react to that pop. Is it going to continue to running higher, lower? Is it going to stop there? If it's boring through its earnings, that's a great consideration as well uh, for it. But you really want to watch. You don't have a driving force coming up that could move it. And, uh, you know, additionally, you you know, be smart of what stocks you, you go into, uh, you know, don't go into the, you know, super um, uh, high flyer, high tech type of stuff. Well, and the other thing I would say, too, I know we're pushing time here, but the we won't show it today, but obviously there's back testing in the platform. So you can go back and test these things and actually see how they, if I started on this date with this range on the chart, how would it have played out? The other thing too, with the, the strategy like this, you know, obviously it's a, a high percentage potential return for a very short period of time and you can get out of the ones that don't work so you don't have to take that max loss but the biggest thing is when people are playing with these you know you don't take a ten thousand dollar account and put the whole account into one of these trades right you know what i mean you break it up because you know you lose one here but, but the ones that work and the ones you, you know if you're going to get win a high percentage of them and with that kind of return it adds up over time you just have to cut the losers yeah you know, and if you want to practice that, by the way, one of the things that we have in here, you know, we have virtual accounts. You can go do them in virtuals and, you know, see how you're, how, you know, you can use the back testing to, to check it out. But then, you know, seeing if you're going to make the right judgment calls, you can, uh, you know, do a few of these in um, a virtual account before you're risking real money too. And just make sure you kind of got it down. But that's exactly the way it plays out, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, again, just as a uh, final point on on this to, to wrap up the, the, uh, the, the rules on this, some things to consider. Um, having an expectation of a drop in volatility or at least no increase in volatility, not an upcoming event that's going to drive it higher is a good thing to do. I can't emphasize enough wide body, small wings that will help manage your risk a lot more uh, effectively. And then, you know, consider upcoming events. And I say consider because some people like to play these on earnings. I just don't. Cause I, I, you know, it's, it's an unknown. I'd rather get through the earnings report and then do it. So that's, yeah. you know, that's what, what I'm trying to do here on it. So, and, you know, and, and by the way, I know you mentioned this in the beginning, but, uh, uh, you know, we showed several features today of market gear and, uh, you know, you bent our arm a little bit to get something really cool for uh, your listeners here. And uh, if they want to check it out, they can go to marketgear.com slash Chris and they get uh, two weeks for free, but they also get an additional 50% off their first month to give it a try and uh, uh, look at this and play with some of these things. You know, that, that gives you certainly enough time to ride through a couple of condors and see how it plays out for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, this has uh, been super useful. I love learning about um, the different trade strategies. And I'm, I'm sure the audience got a lot of value out of that. Plus being able to see it market gear is really neat as well. So thank you so much for your time and coming back on the show today. Glad to be here. Enjoy. Thank you guys for tuning into today's how to trade stocks and options podcast. Make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses, 
And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today. The five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimminusStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminusStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimminusStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.